host. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks, Podcast Studio B. This is the new old school podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know you can download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Why it's freer than another bank failure bailout. Wait a minute, I thought it was still train wreck season. I mean, I just barely got past balloons being shot down in aliens. come up with enough things to get us to stop looking at Hunter Biden. Nothing to see here, people. Look, balloons. No, wait, trains derailing. No, I mean, banks are failing. What's next? Natural disasters? I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Next is a big old natural disaster. Banks failing and getting bailed out. It's all free, though. It's not, folks. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it at your bank as they raise your fees. They're going to lower your interest rates. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. Won't cost the taxpayers. It's going to cost you. But that's a whole other program. Get the apps. No bailout needed because these apps are fee-free. How's everybody doing today? I know I get into these rants. It's okay. It's my podcast. I can do it. I know it doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about today. That's me missing the old radio days when we used to talk about subjects like that. I miss those. We may start up that radio station again someday. I don't know. How is everybody doing today? We are in a new series. Focus, Donnie, focus. We are in a new series. We are calling it Doorways to Deception. Doorways. This is the second podcast in our series. If you have not done so, please go back and listen to the first one. Number one first, right? We introduced this subject to you that we make choices that can lead to open doorways in our lives and that allows the effects of the curse of the fall of man, meaning sickness, disease, uh, poverty, mental issues, anger, lust, right? We're talking about through deceptions, lies of the enemy. His strategy is to lie to you, trying to convince you that the lie is the truth. Once you come into agreement with the devil, this is that open doorway in which he can then affect your life. So we need to go back to the truth, which is, we know, the word of God. Because we all will need a standard in which to take these lies and hold them against. Because how could one know what the lie is if you never knew what the truth is? So those, just for instance, that have no understanding about what the Bible says concerning healing for their bodies, it's very easy to accept the lie that God makes people sick, allows people to be sick, uses sickness and diseases to teach, to perhaps punish at times. And if you don't know what the Bible says, you'll never be able to be free from sickness and diseases and those effects in your life. Because to you, the lie is the truth. You have no standard to hold it against. So why would you try to close that doorway thinking God may have had some purpose for it? Just one of many examples that we are looking into in doorways to deception. Because the devil is called the father of what? lies. And he's mastered his technique in fooling people, twisting the scriptures, making the people of God use personal experiences, gospel, doctrines, theological disputings, 
well, our church believes this. No scripture for it. Lots of theology and reasonings. Well, it did happen, so... No, we want to know. We want to identify what are these doorways of deception so we can slam them shut. We know it's very hard to find anything good to say about the devil, but at least here's something. He has no new tricks, right? He's not a creative being like God. So that being said, everything we need to know about the devil and his schemes, it's already recorded for us to see and to learn from right here in your Bible. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 has some good news for us. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation he will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. A lot of people like to twist that one and say he's talking about sickness. He's not talking about that. In other words, the devil has no new tricks is what he's saying, which also means that guess what? then there's no new answers to these problems. Why are we out here seeking all this and I need a minister to give me a prophecy and someone to give me a thing and a this and a that and I'm going into the third heaven of the thing and the, guys, it's okay to pray and do all that. But listen, it's, it's right here in the word. God has made an answer for every trick. There, there's no new answers to the problems because there's no new problems. What used to work, it still works. But we know that every minute of every day, believers are still falling for the same old tricks of the devil. Why? Because we are ignorant of his schemes, his operations, and so we often do what? Well, we'll blame God, we'll blame others, we'll blame ourselves. We do a lot of other things, but rarely would someone stand against the devil and say, no, no, no more. And isn't that interesting that most believers, born-again people, will never in their lifetime take a stand against Satan. Oh, we're going to talk about this today. We can see in Ephesians 6, we know this to be these famous passages about the armor of God, but it's also exposing to us these doorways, if you read it carefully. You know, in the list of armor, it's also explaining to us that, hey, the reason you need this armor in these areas is because these are these most vulnerable places. Let's look at it and we can break it down. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith in which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. All right, we're, we're definitely going to have to take a few podcasts to get through these. I, I can't run by this too quick. We know Ephesians is written to believers, and it's showing us how to not be deceived. Now, we know the unbelievers are already living in deception. Second Corinthians 4, verse 4 says, The God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. They're in a mess because they don't even recognize their need for Jesus yet. But that's on us, right? 
that's on us. We, we got to go tell them. So first off, we've got to know that armor, to me, uh, this prophesies a battle, a war. So know that. We have armor, but we are not immune to attacks coming. It starts by saying, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the wiles, the trickery. Couple basic things. Let me say this, and I hope this opened your eyes a little bit. The armor doesn't do it. The armor allows you to do it. So don't think, well, I have this armor, so why is this happening? Imagine a soldier wearing armor and fully armed, laying on the ground, getting beaten up and saying, why? Why isn't this stopping this? Why isn't this armor stopping this? No, it says it enables you to do. Nothing works until you do. So the armor isn't the answer. You are. But the armor will enable you to stand against. And we are looking at this armor in the context of keeping you from being deceived. So another thing to note, God will not put this armor on you. It says that you must make the decision to do it. Let's do this today. Before we get into each piece of armor, let's look at what are the weapons. What are the, what are the primary forms of deception that we need to recognize and guard against? Uh, here's the big one that I want to address today. And this, this one's going to shock you because it shocked me. I couldn't believe this. This, this blows my mind. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't ready for this one. Um, what do we need to recognize? This is a big one creeping back into the church. And it's this. <laughs> the devil is not real. Now, I hope you're probably sitting there like I am. What? The devil is not real. Ephesians 6 and verse 12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Satan is not a metaphor, not some creature we conjured up to make the people of God stay in line and obey through fear. Listen to this. This is just disturbing. A nationwide survey of adults' spiritual beliefs conducted by the Barna Group, right? Now, this is reputable. The Barna Group suggests that Americans who consider themselves to be Christians have a diverse set of beliefs, but many of those beliefs are, are contradictory or at least inconsistent. The survey explored beliefs about spiritual beings, the influence of faith on their life, views of the Bible, and reactions to faiths other than their own, and views on spiritual beings. The Barna surveyed asked questions about God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, Satan, and demons. All 1,871 self-described Christians, right? They're not asking the world this. These are people that they said, are you a Christian? Do you identify as saying publicly right here, you are a Christian, they were asked about their perception of God. This, this is, in total, three quarters, 78%, this should say 100%, 78% said he is the all-powerful, all-knowing creator of the universe who rules the world today. The remaining one quarter chose other descriptions of God, depictions that are not consistent with Bible teaching. For example, Everyone is God. We're all gods. God refers to the realization of human potential, etc. Unbelievable. 
that about a quarter of those claiming to be Christians would say they don't really think of God as the Almighty. This is unbelievable. For the other survey items, a four-point opinion scale was used to measure people's reactions to statements about each spiritual entity. Four out of 10 Christians, 40%, strongly agreed that Satan is not a living being, but a symbol of evil. 40% Satan is not real. These are, I'm going to say, so-called Christians. An additional two out of 10 Christians, 19%, said they agree somewhat with that perspective. Somewhat agree. Guys, somewhat agree means I totally don't believe what the Bible says. You understand there's no middle of the road. Well, I know and believe, you know, a half of what that scripture says. I mean, I believe kind of what the Bible says. No, you don't believe what the Bible says. That still means then that 59% of Christians, when you add it up, 59% of Christians don't really think Satan is real. A minority of Christians indicated that they believe Satan is real by disagreeing with uh, the statement, that statement. One quarter, 26% disagreed strongly, and about one-tenth, 9% disagreed somewhat. The remaining 8% were not sure what they believe about the ex- existence of Satan. So for me to sum all those numbers up for you, basically 75% of Christians do not believe 100% that Satan is real. How in the world are we ever going to be able to present a real gospel with 73 quarters of the Christians? 75% of Christians are not believing that Satan is, this, this is so dangerous, people. So dangerous. Listen to me today. This is such a wide open doorway because if Satan isn't real, then that leaves us vulnerable to one to just say, well, whatever happened, happened. Karma, the universe, I guess, she'll just sort herself out. So people won't look to get free from anything because, well, you know, it was just in the cards, I guess. Or Satan isn't real, meaning what? Well, then everything that takes place was God's fault, God's plan. And again, so we just accept it and we go on. Wow. This is so disturbing to me. It really places a mark against the Bible then. Because if the devil isn't real, so it draws into question other passages in the Bible. And in the end, it places a big old question mark. Well, is the Bible even real? Is it really the truth or some religion's truth? It goes so much deeper than just, well, we don't think the devil's real. This kind of thinking are going to cause people to turn away from the Bible altogether. Satan is not some made-up mythological creature to explain man's propensity for evil. He is real, and his first line of deception is to convince everybody that he isn't. Why do you think the plan that has been going on for years to have all these drawings and cartoons of the devil, which why in the world would you even make a cartoon picture of the devil? But it's always a little guy with a pitchfork and a horns, painted red, maybe half hooves, half man creature, on your shoulder, whispering in your ear so that he can take all the blame for the bad decisions. 75% of American Christians do not fully believe that Satan is real. And so, of course, if you don't think he's real, you'll never look to guard yourselves from his deceptions. The devil never wants you to know that he sponsors the evil in your life. You have got to know that the devil is very real. 
and he's very interested in bringing destruction and death into your life. So we need to respect, not fear, but respect the truth that he is real, a real enemy who has the ability to deceive you like he's doing to three quarters of the Christians out there today. And in that, it'll be very easy to take you right on down that roadway to death in many, many areas of your life. John 10.10, if there's no devil, we've got us an issue here. The thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it more abundantly. This is a great example of what we are seeing today. People who don't know, who have been deceived into thinking the devil is not real, they're going to take this and unknowingly they're going to make God or, or Jesus play both roles. Well, yes, he's the almighty life giver, but... The good Lord giveth, and he taketh away. And so sometimes he allows death, and we, we, we just don't understand it. Some things he allows to destroy in our lives so that we can grow and learn and trust him. That stupid saying, I hate this saying. Well, if he brought you to it, then he's going to bring you through it. Who says he brought you to it? Jesus rebuked the storms on the path to where God was leading him to go. He didn't bring that storm to him to bring him through it. Satan did that, and God did bring him through it but it was by removing it. But he's not playing both roles. That's like say, guys, just like saying this. I'm going to go get a baby, and I'm going to go toss that baby into our lake here, and I'm going to watch it drown. But just about at the right time, I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to save that baby. And I'm gonna, guys, look at me. I saved a baby. I'm a, come on. I'm a, I saved a baby. I just saved a baby. That's what we're doing with God. I'm going to go start a fire so I can put the fire out and be a hero? No. No. So when we don't see the devil as the real enemy, it becomes God. It becomes other people around us. And so we then do what? Just what the Bible instructed us not to do. We begin to wrestle with flesh and blood. Your problem is not your spouse. It is not your children. It's not your boss, your pastor, that other church down the road. Shoot, it may not even be that person looking at you in the mirror. It may very well be that we or they have been influenced through deception. And this is way more than just actions at the fruit that we see, but at the root demonic, and we've been fooled. So number one, which this is a big one. This is a major doorway of deception for the devil to come in and influence your life and the life of those around us is to believe that he is not real, thus allowing him to work unblamed and undetected. And so we'll never look to stop him because after all, there is no him. So it's got to be them, or it's got to be me, or it might be God. And so we wouldn't look to address the real issue, thus allowing him free reign. Because even those of us who do believe, how often do we even really start right there? We know he's real, and yet we still get mad, and we gripe, and we complain about one another, or we beat ourselves up, or we get mad at God, or we do all these other things before we ever get around to addressing the real enemy. No, I know there's a balance on, well, the devil made me do it. No, we're, we're not looking to blame him for, for, for our poor choices either. But think about it. You really only make poor choices when you're uninformed about the right ones anyway. Still a form of deception. But you know what the cure is for deception? The cure is knowing the truth. And it's that truth that'll make you free. <laughs> This is a short one. I know it's only what 20 something minutes. I know it's short, but there's way too much on this next doorway of deception. 
The next one you're going to join, join me for is the deception that you just can't win. Too, too long to add to today's podcast. Can't do it. Wouldn't be prudent. But know this and always keep this at the forefront of your mind. We have an enemy. And know for sure he is the devil, Satan, that one who deceives the nations. It's not anybody else. It's him. And, and guess what? He too is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hey, and that's good news because we're learning how to recognize what's him, what's me, and what's God. Don't be deceived any longer. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Hey, listen to me. You want to start sponsoring the New Old School Podcast? Our listening audience is growing like crazy. Maybe your church or your business. I can make mention of you and your information on the podcast if you want to host them. If you're interested, contact me, 573-216-1871. 573-216-1871. Email don at twoguysinthebible.com. I don't need to run through the numbers. They're growing like crazy. We are growing. So, hey, grow with us. Consider partnering with the podcast. It's all tax deductible. You won't regret it. All right, thank you for listening. Hey, until next time. I'll be attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous. Thank you.